Frontier Missions Journal. Stories of hope for the unreached with Adventist Frontier Missions. Good day. Welcome to more stories with Adventist Frontier Missions. I'm Joanne from South Africa. Today, Frederick Coker, along with his wife, Isata, who are career missionaries with Adventist Frontier Missions, recall their time in Guinea, West Africa, with a village known as Foriforia, which means where they keep the old people. Here is a glimpse of some of the challenges the local people face. Also, Frederick tells of one man's journey with God who brought him out of a place of unbelief and unlikely servitude to one of total surrender to Jesus. The title of this story is In the Village of Foriforia. We came and we rallied around the church members and one Sunday morning, the whole church mobilized and uh, we went down there. It was like a picnic, but with different uh, approach. So we went to the village and uh, we began to talk to the village chief about God and uh, about how uh, people can relate to God. And uh, he's a Muslim. And in fact, he's the chief and the imam of the village. So as we were talking with the village, my eyes just caught little kids that were not going to school at the age of five to 10 years. And then I asked the village chief, why are these kids not going to school? And uh, his reply was, you see the big stream uh, that you cross before you come to the village? I said, yes. He said, well, in the rainy season, it overflows and it makes it difficult for us to go through and therefore very risky for uh, these children. And so I began to think how we can uh, meet this felt need of these villagers. Tamba and I came back to town and uh, we began to uh, think about how to reach these people. We actually put this village on our priority list as a number one priority. When uh, my wife and I uh, went to the United States on follow, uh, we began to sponsor uh, the building of a school of three classes. We had also planned to reach out to them through the health ministry, and we planned out to have a student missionary there. So we made a call for a student missionary, and uh, Sarah Allman applied to be the nurse to this village. So Sarah and uh, Victor, a local nurse, uh, were visiting this village every Thursday to reach out to these people. Uh, there has been a lot of things going on in this village and uh, the visit of Sarah and the ministering of Tamba and church members, people began to trust what God can do. So they started uh, opening up and asking for prayers. So Tamba will go with his Bible when he wants to pass time like a weekend in the village, he will go with his Bible and he will tell Bible stories to these villagers. And uh, at the end of the day, we have two families that ask that we dedicate their, their children to God instead of taking them to the mosque for dedication. This is a story that really uh, tells you that 
God is ahead and he's ready to open uh, doors when we make ourselves available. Sarah Allman, a student missionary from uh, Union College, uh, Nebraska, she served in the SUSU project as a nurse. We built up a team of a local nurse whose name is uh, Victor. Victor is a Guinean. He did nursing and he is a certified nurse. So he and Sarah made up the team to go to this village to minister to them through the health message. Sarah, at the end of her ministry, she didn't want to leave. Uh, she was like, oh, I felt so close to these people. I see that uh, uh, the Lord has used me to reach out to the heart of these people. And uh, she felt fulfilled doing uh, medical work among the Susu in this village for Riforia. This gave Victor an eye-opener that people are more important than money. So Victor actually decided to be a lay Bible worker. He is working now in uh, another village called Tanene as a Bible worker and at the same time doing the health uh, ministry. We have many opportunities out there for people to actually uh, exercise their God-given gift, whether as medical missionaries or Bible workers. We need people who believe that they have to go out there and share, especially nurses, because through the health message, the spirit of prophecy says that uh, the right hand of the gospel is the health message. We need more uh, nurses that will come and give their all in all like Sarah did uh, in order to reach out to these people. I met Victor a couple of years ago when we were doing door-to-door -door evangelism after church on Sabbath. When we returned to the church that Sabbath afternoon, after our door-to-door -door, uh, visitation, each group gave a report of their outreach activity and requested prayer for the people they had met. I gave Victor's name and asked the church to pray that God will manifest himself to him in a mighty way. To cut a long story short, Victor had a dream. In his dream, he saw the heavens open and he saw Jesus surrounded by angels. Disturbed by the dream, he woke up, drank some water, and went back to bed. Before he could even fall asleep, a vision of the same heavenly scene came back to him. Shaking and filled with fear, he waited sleeplessly for the morning to come. In the morning, he called Numa and went to visit him. Numa called me. We prayed with Victor and started Bible studies with him that very same day. During our evangelistic campaign in 2013, Victor gave his life to Jesus and was baptized. He vowed to dedicate his entire life to God's service. Since then, Victor had been very active in our church program. He is a leader and one of the tent makers evangelists. When we traveled to the States for follow last year, he and a friend took over the church in Freer. We praise God for guiding Victor on such an amazing journey of faith. If you would like to help with this project, visit afmonline.org. That's afmonline.org to get in touch. You can offer a kind donation, earnest prayer, 
or even join up as a missionary yourself. Medical workers are in short supply, friends. You can be the one to put your gifts to use and make a difference. Now, Isa Takoka tells us a remarkable story of a girl, Lana, who God freed from the enemy's grasp. Isa saw the girl at the market. Noticing that she was not a local, she wanted to go and talk to her, but hesitation prevented her from doing so. Thinking back upon the moment, she remembered the Bible the girl carried with her. Isata was convinced that their paths had to cross for something very important. Later, on their way back from Vespers, the very same girl showed up, and the two women finally met. And that's when Lana told Isata that she was actually searching for a church to attend, because all the previous ones were always centered around entertainment, rather than the Spirit of God. That Sabbath, she finally experienced the peace she sought. The next Sabbath at a potluck, the two ladies sat and talked. The following Sabbath, she came again to church, so we were all able to come to the potluck. You know, sitting around, eating, things were fine, we were just talking, discussing things. And she just started telling me these things, explaining deep things about herself. And as she was talking, she was like, why am I telling you all these things? Then I told her, I said, you know what? You are not making a mistake. I said, God brought you here for a reason. I said, so feel free. Feel free. Nothing is going to happen. Just explain to me what your problem is. And she started explaining to me about this um, night's mirrors that she's having, having a relationship with evil spirits, things like that. And when the evil spirits appears, it roars and she feels very uncomfortable. She's very scared and she was really crying. And I held her by my arm and I said, this is the place where God has called you to be healed. I think I will have to talk to the prayer group so that we can have a prayer session for you. Fast and pray and then we'll have to invite you over and let's pray together. And that very evening, she was like, you know what? I really don't want to go home. Can I stay at your house? because I am scared. I said, I don't have a problem, Lana. So that night, she passed the night at my house. And in the morning, I was able to talk to Pastor Numa. So we all prayed together, Pastor Numa and his wife, my husband and I. So we called her and we had her sit in the middle. She started going into trauma. She fell on the ground and barking like a dog. And It was very, very difficult for her. And she started seeing all kind of different things that were not normal. And after three days of prayers, she started feeling better. But she refused to go home because she was afraid. So after some time, I told her, I said, listen, if you have Jesus in you, you need not to be afraid. I said, why? Because fear comes from the evil one and Jesus brings peace. And one day after that, she decided to go home because since she's a peace corps, she doesn't need to leave her house for a long time. So she had to go back home. So when she went back, she said she had this funny feeling again and she had something roaring again like a lion, but the thing could not come closer to her. It seemed like there was a distance between she and the evil spirit. So the evil spirit came and started saying, I want to see what your God can do for you. 
You think your God can separate you and I? It is not possible. So she said she started shouting and calling God, asking God to intervene. So when she started calling the name of Jesus, she said the evil spirit pushed father away from her. She took a Bible and she started praying. So in the morning she called again for me and I we came again, we started praying for her. We prayed and prayed and after she felt better, she was very, very happy and uh, after some time, she asked her, she said she wants a Bible study because what she's hearing and what is happening in her life, it would be nice if she can have a Bible study because she wants to know more about God and she wants to know more about the Adventist faith. I said, I don't think that should be a problem because that is why we're here. One time I told her, I said, listen, coming into the Adventist faith, especially you have to realize that you're living the camp of the evil one. So don't expect all roses. I said, because once you leave the camp of the evil one, he's going to try to chase you. He's going to want to be behind you. Wants you to come back to his camp. So there are so many things he's going to try to do to you to let you be discouraged and wanting to go back to his camp. So we continue. We've been helping out with Bible studies. Sometimes we'll bring food for, to, over to her. Sometimes there are days she'll be so discouraged and very, just not feel good and uh, she would just sit and cry, cry, cry. And one day she called us again. She said, you know what? It's very important now I give my life to Christ fully and entirely because there's so many things that I don't know that I want to know about Jesus Christ for the fact that he's my personal savior. I want to invite him completely in my life. I said, you know what? I think you're already doing that without even realizing it. I said, because just reading the Bible every day, talking to God, praying to God, you're inviting God in your life. I said, so you're already doing it. I said, so we're just going to keep up with the Bible studies. Please include Lana in your prayers, dear friends. On top of the challenges she faced, she also had an injury that restricted her movement, frustratingly making it difficult for her to attend church, which she earnestly wishes to do. She also wishes to work for the Lord and asks all of us to pray that the Lord will give her direction. And that's all we have time for today, friends. Thanks again for joining us. God bless.